episode 158, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode 20 of season 3, Emancipation. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here because we have a pretty packed episode of, of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk about. And I'm not here alone. Of course I'm not here alone. Uh, unless I'm talking about Captain America Civil War, and then I guess I am here alone. But I'm not here alone right now. I have been joined by my friend and yours, my old friend, your new friend, Low rent TV Daniel, uh, otherwise known as Evan. That's me. Yeah, that's that's you. And uh, and I'm here. I'm here to talk about some Agents of Shield and some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've got some news to talk about. We do. And we have uh, actually a thank you to put out there. We have a new uh, addition, I guess you could say, to the the. Uh, the Welcome to Level 7 team. Welcome to Level 7 family, if you would. That's Agent Stu. The Stu. He is, From the UP. Yeah. He is uh, actually helping us round up news items for episodes. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about some of the stuff he sent. Although one of the items, Evan, I think we'll yes. talk about for a moment. Okay. But then I think we need to save it for post-credit. Okay. So we can spoil when we talk about it. That sounds good to me. Because there are details that are involved in that news item that could potentially spoil uh, Civil War if you haven't seen it yet. And part of my reaction is tied into some of my reaction to Civil War. So you okay with okay. that? I'm okay with that. Good, good. So doing well? You feeling good? Yeah. Um, I think I might need some cookies at one some point. So if I just... You know, whenever you're talking, I just might get up and go get some cookies real quick. Um, you know, I don't have the budget for did, burgers. Did Daniel? Cause... Did Daniel put you up for this? No, no. I'm just saying I, I don't have the budget for burgers because I'm I'm the TV version, so I'm going with cookies and mm. not the homemade kind either. The Chips Ahoy bought from the store kind. Now you're making me hungry. Yeah, I'm making my wife hungry too. Um. Oh well. well you, could, <laughs> you know, you don't have to get up and. Go get those cookies. You could just say to her, hey, could you please bring me one from across the room? And then you can stay. But no, you're, you're doing things the Daniel way. Is that is that what I'm to hear? I, I Is that know, the takeaway from this part of the conversation? If I need to live up to my reputation that has been thrust upon me, then yeah, probably going to have to do that. Hmm. Do it that way. You know, I was feeling good. I was feeling good because uh, I fixed the drain in the bathroom. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The The sink i told you not to use last time you were here yes that's right i fixed well it done. and i was feeling good but now i'm i'm feeling down did somebody break your car window again no 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 i think i think i talked about that on this podcast it happened three times oh i only heard about it twice. no no, no. it was two and then people shot it out three other times so a total of five times our window was broken out in our car which we don't have a driveway and yeah, yeah, those are frustrating times. No, no, 
I'm feeling down because some of the news we have to talk about. And, yes. And then you being, not you, but Daniel. <laughs> so. Well, hey, you know, yeah. some people are born into low-rent TV Daniel, and some have low-rent TV Daniel thrust upon them. I'm the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for us to move into the the uh, the, the intelligence report. Yeah, the intelligence that, that, report. That is what we call yeah, it. Let's let's jump into that. Shield intelligence report. All right. So our communications officer has sent us uh, two news items, and then there is a third news item that just came across the wire today. All right. So news item number one. Okay. And that is uh, from the website The Guardian. And here's the headline. It's pretty simple. Black Widow movie gets firm commitment from Marvel boss. Basically, Kevin Feig has said that Black Widow is one that they want to do a standalone film for, but they haven't placed it on the on the schedule. Which so. which kind of is interesting because I feel like Scarlett Johansson is not going to be up for doing this for you know the next five years, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I think I think she's up for it. I think she wants it. Looking okay. through the article, it actually sounds like she really does. But um, my thing, and I'm I'm okay with her getting her own movie, mm-hmm. but I feel like she has so much exposure in movies that aren't hers. That let's give exposure to new characters, you know, and like Captain Marvel. I'm excited about that movie. Yep. And I don't know, well, Doctor Strange, you know, but the the point for me is all these characters that get brought in as supporting cast for, you know, the Captain America movies or the, you know, Iron Man movies with in the case of Black Widow, you know, let them stay supporting cast. Give them great moments as supporting cast, but let's look for breakout new stars. You know, I think Captain Marvel could be a, a super awesome story if they, they go along with some of the stuff from the comics and there's some really neat stuff there, you know? Yes. Well, and we actually will finally get a, well, I guess I say finally, I feel like we'll actually get like a traditional super powered superhero in our Marvel cinematic universe. Maybe, maybe, but this is why I was kind of not happy about Spider-Man, you know, because bringing Spider-Man in like this meant we lost a slot. And, you know, because they, they, they're doing that Spider-Man movie. Now, yep. having seen Civil War, I really like Spider-Man. But, uh, yeah, and that, that kind of brings us to the, the, next, the next news item. Okay. Which is, well, it, it's actually, it kind of goes along with it. But that's that the Inhumans are kind of, they're on the back burner. They're not, they're out. You know, the, right. they, they're taken off the schedule. and. Just not a part of phase three anymore. Which, you know, I'm hoping that they just forego the movie and we can just have Black Bolt and Medusa on the TV show. Be really nice for them to do. Makes a lot of sense. Really nice if they would go ahead and do that. Uh, maybe almost too nice. Like that's that almost overshadow like the rest of the real cast of the show, you know, but. Well, you know, if we can have a you-know-who show up on Supergirl, psh, why can't they have them show up here on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? 
I f- I'm not going to spoil Supergirl. Just go watch it. I, well, <laughs> I think it's a little different there. A little different, you know, with an entire cast of characters and their own backgrounds. And yeah. Well, let's at least get Black Bolt on here. King of the Inhumans. Yeah, that would be cool. Come on. That yeah. would be cool. Uh, and then our final news item that we're going to talk about in the post credits in more detail is that Agent Carter is officially canceled. Ben. Yeah. I have one more news item that just came through the wire 54 minutes ago. And what is it? Marvel's Most Wanted has also been canceled. Wait, what? Yes. I have not seen or heard anything about this. What are you talking about? Check it out. I I saw that Superhero Hype had posted that Agent Carter was canceled, so I clicked on it to read the article. Uh-huh. And then they posted an update that said that Most Wanted had also been canceled. Variety's reporting it. Hollywood Reporter's reporting it. Um, those are two reputable sources in my book. Okay. Superhero so, Hype, you said? Yes. Or you can just type in Marvel's Most Wanted Cancelled and it'll show the article from Variety and that might Hollywood do it, Reporter. wouldn't it? Yeah. Huh. So, I, you know, I didn't want to overshadow the Agent Carter thing, but it's both really kind of well, sad. Uh, you know what, though? Here's the thing. This isn't a cancellation. Well, yeah, because it wasn't a thing yet. It wasn't right. a thing. It but we was... were looking forward to it. Sure, sure. Or, one of us was, for sure. One of us who's not here right now. Sure. But, you know, yeah, I mean, the Variety article, the the uh, headline is Marvel's Most Wanted not going forward. So, see, the pilot had been in contention for a series order. Um, there's no other details other than that it's just not going forward. Mm-hmm. And there's actually no details about if it was finished or not. Interesting. But very interesting. Yeah, of course, Agents of Shield has been renewed. And and that's our one saving grace, actually, between both of these, is that uh both Marvel's most wanted and that that pilot could be, you know, pulled into a regular Agents of Shield episode. And Agent Carter, which had some dangling plot threads that could have been um, taken care of. Both of those can be tied in, pulled in, resolved through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., should they choose to do so. And I really hope they choose to do so, because I cannot tell you how much I hate it when a show ends on a cliffhanger and then doesn't get renewed. Yep. Can you imagine Star Trek The Next Generation? If it had not gotten renewed after the season two finale, I think it is with the Borg where it just ends and and Picard is a Borg and Riker gives the command to fire upon the ship that Captain Picard is on as a Borg. Oh, man. I mean, that's the first big cliffhanger I remember. And we talked about that all summer. Like, what's going to happen? What could this be? And then it. We get, you know, it was a destination then for us to watch that next one. And so since then, there may have been more that were like that, you know, in other places. I I just wasn't aware of them. And, you know, serial storytelling wasn't quite the thing it was 
or that it is now. Mm. But um, you know, Stargate Universe. I've talked about this before. Uh, for a little while, Red Dwarf, uh, that comedy British sci-fi show, they ended on a cliffhanger. But because of the style of the show, like that's just the kind of thing you almost expect them to do to you. Like we're gonna just leave you on a cliffhanger. Yeah, we're gonna leave you on a cliffhanger, and we're pretty sure we're not going to get picked up for another season. We might though, but who cares? Because you know, this is just the kind of stuff we do, you know. And uh, well, it's like Young Justice, one of the greatest animated superhero TV shows ever, and they totally left it on a cliffhanger. Absolutely did, and then just totally canceled it. The fan outcry has been so incredible, and they're just like, "Oh, well, we're not going to renew the show. We're not going to give you a movie. We're going to have them." have a lame cameo in Teen Titans go. We're going <laughs> to give you a, uh, you know, a, a justice league versus teen Titans movie that has the same animation style. So why don't you enjoy that? No WB. Wait, that that's not tied into that at all. No, no, it's not. Yeah. It, it, and it happens in comics too. Actually, we were just talking about this with, uh, people who, you know, they, they want to go out with their 100 issue epic comic book series. And they do too. Because they run out of steam, run out of money, and run out of, uh, you know, just run out of motivation, I guess. I'm not sure. But even when it's good, you know, it's, well, I, I'm interested in more. No, there is no more. But the difference here with Agent Carter, there is opportunity to do more. And, and close to the same real estate as far as, you know, the time slot and the network. Yeah, and they've already had Haley Atwell on the show twice in flashbacks. Exactly. So we we could finish up her story in a, you know, flashbacks. They're solving the mystery in the present while we're unveiling the mystery in the past. Could do all that. We could do some time travel. We could do some inhuman nah, time travel time shenanigans, travel. which I don't would be crazy. Travel. Unless it's unless it's like a psychic tra- time travel where they they. they travel back in time and witness the events but aren't actually able to you know, do much to to affect the events i don't know but anyway we're going to talk some more about some of the feelings about this that i'm having after the credits of this episode just because i don't want to spoil anyone who hasn't seen civil war although we are going to just in talking about this episode probably spoil a little bit of civil war but we're going to try not to spoil the actual outcome just the just, just the things that they talk about here in this episode, we are going to talk about a little bit, I think. Just a wee bit of spoilage on the side. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our, our um, field report. No. No. Mission yeah, report. Mission report. Yeah, that's yes. the one. We're on top of it. Mission report. So we kind of have two things going on in this episode. And so I, I was kind of thinking we'd split the conversation in that way, maybe. Okay. But they kind of then they dovetail together at the end. And I think maybe the conversation will do so, too. I don't know. What do you think? We can never tell where the conversation is going to go, Ben. That is partially true. Yes. Yes. So why don't you start us out? Well, we have two, like I said, the two things. And the episode, again, is called um, Emancipation. And that alone tells us is about someone getting freed, maybe being set free from some sort of thing that's holding them from not being free. I didn't pay attention to the title. 
when I watched it. You need to pay attention now because that's the, that's the theme, man. Well, I got it after I watched it. Yeah, that's the theme. Uh, so we have the Colson side and the May side, really. Okay. Colson side is Colson having to answer to the stash. I'm going to call him the stash just this time and maybe one more time for Daniel, but um, <laughs> he, he has to answer to the military. He has to answer to his liaison to the president. And his liaison to the president is not happy because all of the inhuman shenanigans going on. So Talbot, he has to answer to Talbot. And then you have May, who has to deal with uh, taking care of the hive problem. And there's a couple things that they need to do while they're taking care of the hive problem. And as you start watching it, you think there's a third thing going on here. May doing the hive thing. Colson doing the military thing and then Daisy and Lincoln doing their thing, which isn't as bad as you made it sound. But yeah, they were they had their own <laughs> plot here. And all right, Ben, they minded the gutter. They had their own plot here, but it turns out that Lincoln's plot is actually part of May's plot. So in a nutshell, Colson's showing Talbot around the base. Which we now know sort of kind of where the base is. It's underground, under a it's, diner. Yeah, in the middle under of a bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, a bar, not a diner. Very, very old school shield. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I love it. Did you call it? Did you call it before it happened? No. I did. I'm you so proud of myself. Before the, uh, the thing started going down? Yep. Yeah, no, I, I did not. Ah. Uh, until he said... Something, uh, I can't remember what Talbot said. He said, you said you're going to bring me here with no, you know, tricks or anything like that. You're going to bring me to your base. And then when he brought that back up right before they went down, mm -hmm. he said, Where, are you not going to blindfold me when you take me to your base? And that's when I realized, oh, he's already there. You know, that. Yep. So yep. just a split second before they actually started. I mean, not not soon enough to be worth anything, really. Uh, so very cool moment going down the elevator in the the little dining booth there. And yeah, very old school spy, old school shield going back to the old, old comics from from Nick Fury and, and that. And once again, we see people carrying on the great shield tradition of being like a bartender or a librarian. Yes. Or a, a telephone operator. Yes. With a shotgun underneath your desk. Yeah. And so, like I said, in a nutshell, he's showing him around and Talbot's not happy with what he sees because he sees um, Elena, although he's impressed with her powers. He sees Lash is still there. He sees Lincoln is still there. Lincoln is not happy about being there, sort of. And he wants to know what what's Phil going to do here. He wants these people to be registered because of Sokovia Accords. It's all connected. It is. And you know what? As far as connections to this series go, that's probably the best way to go. Yeah. I mean, it's and most natural and logical. I feel like we get a little more of what is in the Sokovia Accords, because I don't think any of this registry superpower stuff was discussed in Civil War the movie. No, not like this anyway. Yeah. 
Like so this. it's kind of cool. Get get some fleshed out stuff there. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting though because they did talk about you know you you had a list before. Um, you got a problem now? Why do you have a problem now? Because you you already you already did this, buddy. Colson Shield already did this. Of course, it know. didn't turn out well. Right. People, if you put them on the list, people can get a hold of that list and abuse it. And of course, Colson of of course is Team Cap. I mean. What else would you expect him to to do? But he he also do, he wants to protect his people. He you know Team Cap it's on principle. I'm not going to sign the off on this because you know I can't support this. But Colson, it's I've got really close friends who this could be really bad for them if I were to sign off on this. Now would you would would Colson be considered an enhanced human though now? Uh, I don't know if enhanced is the right word, but he's a cyborg. Uh, I mean, he, he's, in, he's enhanced like Iron Man is enhanced. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, it, no, because with, with, uh, Coulson's enhancements, they are on his body. Part well, of Iron his body. Man's used to be. No, I mean, before, they're, they're part of his body. It's, it's a no, hand. I know. So was Iron Man before he fixed his little arc reactor in his chest. Oh, uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess you, you'd be right there. Because because the thing is, you know, Iron Man can take off his armor. Right. Uh, and Coulson, I guess, can take off his hand. But Coulson also has Kree blood. Okay, we there you go. Reminded That's today. Different. Yep. That's different. So, yeah, I think Coulson officially qualifies as an enhanced individual. Yeah. Can I say that I love General Talbot? Sure. <laughs> Everything that comes out of his mouth is great. Well, ex- you know, except for the part where he wants to register everybody. But you know, all the all the expletives he says, and the different turn turn of phrase that he he turns over, very funny. He is he. <laughs> it's I'm I'm starting to wonder if the whole like borderline offensiveness that he has, if that's really a tactical uh a purposeful tactic that he uses to put people off guard i don't think so you don't you know because <laughs> it, it could be I mean, it, it really could he could be just like uh i'm gonna be over here and just act like i'm totally clueless about your feelings and about you know this but i'm really thinking i think he's thompson's grandson <laughs> that'd be funny I don't know how that'd be possible considering the end of Agent Carter. Oh uh, yeah. Two. Spoiler. If you haven't watched Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, he could. I don't know. Um. I was gonna say something. I can't remember what it was. Well, then you can't say it. I guess I can't. But... <laughs> no. Moving on. So Talbot, he's there to take inventory of the Inhumans because of the Sokovia Accords. But you know. I guess we could talk about this because we said we weren't going to spoil anything that wasn't already spoiled in this episode. But we get the reminder that the Carter died. Yes. And as, just like her show. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess so maybe our post credit needs to be something else because that's really what I wanted to mention was, you know, this is really poor timing. They they have, you know, the episode on Tuesday where they bring up that Carter has died. And so. Uh, and not only with Carter being dead, but um, 
I think they t- did they talk about Howard a little bit too. No, I don't think they do. No. Well, um, but Colson's talking about how uh, Peggy was one of his heroes. Mm-hmm. Along and, with Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's the other one. But um, yeah. So they're talking about how Carter died. We had the funeral in Civil War, and now today, Thursday, after you know, two days after they talk about Carter dying on Agents of Shield, her show is killed. Yeah. Boom. That's timing for you. It's all connected in an insidious, <laughs> evil way. That's a sad day. Sad day for Haley Atwell and for the guy who plays Jarvis on the show. It's not sad for the guy who plays young Howard because he's got his own show now. Yeah, he's got lots of work. Yeah. He gets work all the time. But, yeah, man. That's that's the feelings that I'm having right now. Contrary to everyone who follows whatever Daniel says, I do have a soul. And I'm willing to joke about my not having a, a soul, but I do. I have feelings. And my feelings were hurt today. I'm sorry, Ben. My feelings were hurt. It's sad because, like, honestly, if I'm ranking the shows, I rank Agent Carter above Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think just the reason is it's it's a shorter show. And it it ha- it has the ability, I think, to be, you know, you pack so much excellence into this little package and you, you don't have to have those filler episodes. So yeah. I just feel like it works together better. It's different. It's different tone. It is. It's different characters, obviously, and different storylines. They're able to tell different kinds of stories. And uh, it really fleshed out, even before we had the Netflix stuff, it fleshed out just the idea that the Marvel Universe can have a a variety. And Well, and there's a question for you, Ben. What? I feel like the fans might be able to bring this back in a miniseries, maybe on Netflix, maybe a TV movie. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be neat. You know, Netflix, um, believe they had Agent Carter on there for a little while. And clearly they have the relationship with ABC and Disney and Marvel to be able to do Marvel stuff. But I don't even know if I want necessarily a TV movie. Just one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., with some flashbacks could re- you know, they could delve into a little bit of the mystery of what happened to Thompson and then give us the, you know, grand opening of shield, uh, beyond what we got in the one shot. That would be awesome. And I mean, that'd be a cool way to open a season. That'd be a cool way. Actually, that'd be a really cool way potentially to end the series. Oh, you're right. Uh, to just that do would a, be cool. a final episode that kind of does callbacks to, the beginnings of shield and in doing so have that tie into whatever, however they're defeating the big bad of that season. Mm. Um, but then That's that would be a great mean, idea. I mean, ending you know, the show. So. Yeah. Well, didn't they say they were only doing five seasons? <laughs> no, no, that was uh, not that I ever saw. Okay. The whole five seasons thing is it comes from people asking and wanting, um, it was, people who listen to this podcast and who 
um, agree with Daniel about the whole five five seasons and a and a movie. <laughs> That's the, okay. That was that was one of the cries, the outcries, the battle cries. You know, five seasons in a movie. So, okay. Yeah. Well, let's keep talking about the plot here. So we've got we've got it up to Talbot's finished his tour, mm-hmm. and now Lincoln has escaped. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Well, I mean, Talbot's tour sets up a bunch of stuff for us. Sets up what Lincoln is feeling. Sets up that Lash is still there. That was a super big surprise for me to see Lash in this episode. Yeah. I'd kind of almost forgotten about him. Uh, and sets up that um, Daisy is with Hive. And so I think that's something else we should talk about real quick. Uh, is that Daisy is giving blood to Hive and Hive's scientist guy to get the creeness out of her. And she's not looking good at all. No. <laughs> But she's doing this willingly and they're going to use this to turn some people into inhumans and the people that they choose are watchdogs. Yep. Just kidnap them. They send Ghost Rider to go pick them up and low rent TV Ghost Rider. Yep. Or is he low rent TV Gambit or I mean, he's definitely more low rent TV Gambit than low rent TV Human Torch. Did they not point. make a direct reference to Ghost Rider, or maybe not a direct reference. No, no, but they an said indirect reference. They said something about Hellfire, I think. They did. Well, that's because I think his his name is is Hellfire, and and so that's the they they use the phrase Hellfire, and because he's an actual Marvel character. He's a Marvel character, yeah, called Hellfire. And I am so sorry because the only reason I know that is because a listener sent us something. And it was uh, to, a, I think it was to Wikipedia page. I can't find that feedback anywhere. And that would have been a no prize that I was going to give, but I can't. It's, it's like, this, this is like the, the most no of no prize ever, because <laughs> not only can I not send it to you, I wouldn't send it anyway. You know, ugh. I'm feeling a little frustrated right now because I can't find the, the feedback that, that was sent to us about that. Well, and the no prize is well deserved because I have looked up the Wikipedia article and the profile picture of the guy is he's wielding a flaming chain mm-hmm. dressed exactly like he is in the show. So well done, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a faithful reproduction of the character, apparently. Yeah, well, and an interesting uh, an interesting MCUing, let's put it that way. Yeah. Because... Yeah, he looks just like him. He's got the little scruffy beard and stuff and using the chain the way he uses it. And um, yeah, and I still I'm holding out hope they are going to rescue him from Hive's control. That would be awesome. So we need him on the team. Yeah. Now uh, we'll talk about how you get rescued from Hive's control the easy way later on but yes so they they bring on the watchdogs and they use the the Cree blood and they use some of hives parasite things and they use there's there's a third element yeah something else some sciencey thing that the yeah. guy was putting and, in there and they use it on the uh the watchdogs and turn the watchdogs into mute mutants with uh, bald heads and they look like something um, 
know, something from Doctor Who, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but they, uh, they will obey Hive's every command automatically. So that's that's nice, nice bonus there. And the Doctor Scientist guy is <laughs> apologizing profusely that he has messed up once again. But you know, Hive's okay with it. He's got these really strong powerful guys they don't talk back they just obey and, and they used to be the, they used to be watchdogs. in the face of uh what the scientist guy wants to do yeah which, which is enhance humanity and evolve humanity and this is the opposite and it's against what the other inhumans on hives team want to do which is bring everybody into the glorious paradise that is hive union with hive yeah, yeah. so this it's is kind of, also flying in the face of what Hive is kind of presenting. Yep. What a surprise. The devil lied. <laughs> wow. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Oh, man. Empty promises. There you go. It's going back to that Paradise Lost stuff. That's all we're saying. Yeah. And we have some more of that with General Talbot once he finally is appraised of the whole situation. What's that? Well, just more of those uh, devil analogies. Oh, yeah. Drawn to a hive. He's like, you're kidding me. The actual devil is who we're fighting. That's right. right. (laughs) So that's what's happening over with Hive. But then also Daisy is hacking into the systems from S.H.I.E.L.D. And this is where May comes in with her plan. She comes in and basically says, you know what, Fitz? She's going to get in sooner or later. It's time to get off the defense and get on the offense. Well, what does this mean? Well, we don't know yet. All we know is once they stop, Sky can tap in and she can see and she can hear. And Lincoln is hoping that she can see and that she can hear. And is it just so he can escape? Did you know what the plan was going on when he started doing this? No, absolutely not. I didn't either. No. I feel like they set it up well. They did. Oh, the the big reveal when that ramp goes down totally got me. It was awesome. Okay, we're not there. Yeah, that's way at the end. We're, we're yeah, at the but beginning that's the, of the, plan. the culmination of this whole plan, Ben. The whole plan is a pretty awesome plan. Yes. Uh, it had me tricked, though. I believe Lincoln wanted to get out. And I believe that Lincoln wanted to get out not to join Daisy, but to potentially help Daisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's using Daisy. And so he he says, can you hear me? If you can hear me, let me know. And she communicates with him through the big, giant, flat screen TV that he has in his apartment jail cell. And she's telling him, I'll let you out. And she's giving, if she's actually talking to him through the speakers and they're keeping it secret from May and May's acting all blah, blah, blah. I don't like a Lincoln, blah, blah, blah. And it's all believable. It's all believable until they realize what's going on and that the camera has been disabled in the, uh, the hangar bay for the Quinjet, which why would it need to be disabled? Is it to keep people from knowing what Lincoln is doing? No, it's to keep Sky from knowing what Lincoln is doing so that Lincoln doesn't have to get on the Quinjet and won't be seen getting on the Quinjet by Daisy. But Max will autopilot the plane to her position. 
Right. Mac is there though. And that's yeah, that's fight. trouble. Yeah, so again, I thought up until this point I still believed it was him. And uh the plan is he's going to meet Daisy. But Hive then says, "No, let me meet him." You know, that'll be better. Well, no, apparently Daisy was going to let him meet him the whole time because Hive tells her, I'm sorry you had to lie to him. So oh, she knew she was okay. lying. I guess I missed that. Yeah. So that it was all part of Hive's plan. With well, her. even if she didn't, I mean, even if she thought that was the truth, that she was going to get to see him, you know, she wouldn't put up a fight. Right. Against what he wants to do. No, no. Right. No. So. Okay. The plan. It ends with your your thing. Go ahead. The ramp drops and it's not Lincoln. It's Lash. <laughs> and Agent Evan is justified in his fan theory. And this is why I say it's your thing, because as it's <sighs> happening now, we didn't get to watch together this time, uh, which I'm really sad about because, Ben, I got up off my couch with my hands in the air. And I said, score one for Agent Evans. Sounds like you would have woken up my children. but (laughs) So maybe I'm glad that that didn't happen that way. But yeah, I'm thinking as it happens, uh, oh, well, seems like a a certain Agent Evan is is right. (gasps) So happy. Yeah, it happened. And oh, because he's and Lincoln was even saying what you were saying. What? Well, he was saying, you know, I think that. You know, every inhuman has a reason for existing, and Lash's reason for existing was to kill to Hive. Kill Hive, which is a very valid theory because his powers directly oppose and negate Hive's powers. Yeah, and I wouldn't say necessarily that he was created, so to speak, to kill Hive, but to negate Hive for sure, mm-hmm. because his power stopped Hive's parasites, and. And, burned a hole in him that did not heal. And a third thing was able to cure Daisy and get yep. the parasites out of her brain. That's the easy way. And so Lash is not, I don't think that Lash was created to be a killing force as much as Lash was created to stop a killing force and, and to, you know, actually be a life force in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's there to heal the inhumans who have been taken over by, by, by uh, hive. So, or, you know, cause we saw that he spared Daisy. And so, and he himself has stated, you know, his mission is to defeat those inhumans that are, that are going to be bad, that have the potential mm-hmm. or are hardwired to be a force of evil in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we might not agree with that when he's trying to kill Lincoln and stuff, but it sure rings true when he's trying you know, to kill Hive. And it rings, true, it rings true. Again, he's he's helped Daisy again. Yeah. And yeah, but then this is the end of him. Uh, we get a decent fight with all of the watchdogs coming and fighting him. And he beats on them pretty hardcore. It's there's yeah. some pretty tough stuff going on there. He snapping is snapping some necks. You know, he, he's a force for life, potentially, but there's some pretty harsh darkness within. Yes, and I I'm not you know endorsing him and saying oh he's you know he's a, he's the superhero. No, I mean obviously he's a murderer also, but yes, 
And then he gets murdered. So he rescues yeah. Daisy. Now I was, this is one of those things where I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. Okay. He puts the hole in hive, but hive is not dead yet. He goes over to Daisy, helps Daisy, and then carries her to the Quinjet. And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, wait a minute, what about Hive? You just yeah. turned your back on Hive. It wasn't Hive, though. And so that was a little bit of a surprise. I think Hive was limping away, licking his wounds. Because he seemed awfully surprised that he was able to be hurt. Yes. That his stuff was ineffective. And when he, I just loved it when the ramp came down and he just starts backing away from Lash. I'm like, oh, snap. That's never happened before. Not on our show. So it was cool to see, you know, there's something there that can, that can scare him. Yeah. But it was fast. It was quick. And so the whole Lash thing has, it was wrapped up pretty quickly. Yes, unfortunately. And I did not like the way they, they killed him. With the chain through the chest. Yes. I mean, come on. You've had lots more. You got lots of tougher in humans fight him. And not being able to penetrate his skin or anything. And yeah, now a they, flaming chain they, can do it. They didn't get the sucker punch, though. Yeah, I know. But still. Yeah, this is this was the sucker punch, man. He, I, I feel like he deserved to go out in a blaze of glory. I feel like he should have been like John Carter in the desert fighting the hordes of the green alien guys what a great scene ah that's how he should have gone great scene <laughs> yeah well and and that is another place where i kind of was feeling the budget you yeah. know they, they had the their six watchdogs who were who were changed over um and the intention was we're going to create an army uh but we never got to see the army they didn't get time to do that uh, an army would have been far cooler yes give us an army and let him fight them all to the death. Would have been sweet. Didn't happen. And I'm actually, I wasn't, I didn't have a problem with him going out the way he did. It was a surprise. It was a logical surprise though. An Uh, anticlimactic surprise. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but not, not, not too much for me. And he dies. That's the anticlimax is it just happened so quickly but agent may holds his body he found his purpose he found his purpose and i don't know if he's redeemed himself in the eyes of uh, everyone but i think he's redeemed himself in the eyes of may although she used him man she used him like a gun you know that whole idea of take the gun point it and the bullet's going to go where you point it that's yep. what they did. Instead of a gun, it was a Quinjet hatch opening. But he's still the bullet coming out of the hatch slash gun barrel. It is true. It was it was well played. Well played writers and Agent May. Yeah, I feel like it. this was a well paced and well done episode. Uh, I'm not sure where we're going from here other than what I saw on the preview. And, you know, we have two more hours left. Yeah, Ben, I think we still have some more to talk about and another point to no, give we, we Agent don't, Evan. No, we don't need to talk about that. I think we're, I think we're just going to move on. To I think there's another point to be given here and another that, time that I jumped off the couch with my hands in the air. 
that we need to talk hey, you about. You jumped off the couch with your hands in the air about this? Because I called it. Are we thinking about the same thing here? I don't know, Ben. What are we thinking about? Daniel says, I have no heart. And you're jumping up because Mac is one step closer to being on Death Watch. Is that what you're oh, saying? I'm just, I'm just happy because it's I too it. obvious. It's I, too I'm aware of that, Ben. Obvious. I have hope that the writers don't think much of their audience. <laughs> just so you can be proved right. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. I hope that they are just doing some really crummy writing here so that I can be proven right. There is a 50-50 chance that he's going to be dead or he's going to give that cross to Daisy and she's going to die. No. I don't know. He's going to give it to somebody else. Well, somebody's going up into space and they're taking that necklace with them. Yep. Sure are. Could be Mac. But just because he's in space with the necklace doesn't mean he's the one in the room because he could have accidentally dropped it. Well, and you know, we never know if the person floating in there is the person who's going to die. It could be the person the spaceship is going to land on when it hits the Earth. Yeah. I just, I, I, I refuse to put him on Death Watch. And when she handed him that necklace and I thought, Gotta put him on Death Watch now. And then I thought to myself, no, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. All right. Uh, you know my story. And yeah, I do. I'm gonna stick with that too. You Shall we uh, before we move dead. on to the before we move on to the field reports, uh let's touch on Agent uh Fitz and Simmons real quick. Sure. Just talk about them. Sure. I and mean, they didn't do much. They're trying just trying to keep out Daisy the whole time. And had some fun back and forth with Mac and May. And, oh, May almost caught them uh, kissing. Yep. What's going to happen? We don't know. Okay, that's enough talking about them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know what it, what it is, but I see Fitzsimmons and I think to myself, I'm okay with this, but it's not what I want. But I see Elena and Mac. I I... I ship them now. I mean, I really want them together. Mm. I think they're a good match. I think they're, I, I believe the relationship that they have is a romantic one that they're trying not to have just because they're still figuring each other out, but they're both interested. Well, um, they won't have that problem for too much longer, Ben. Well, somebody, it may not be them, but somebody is not going to have any problems after next episode, apparently. That's what they're saying. That's how they're hyping it. Who knows who it is and who knows how it's going to happen. But I guess my I'm just very curious how they're going to wrap up this season. Because there's all sorts of weird stuff here. You've got Hive. Hydra is gone. Hydra is done. You know, where what is our next big bad? Are we going to continue with Hive? Are we going to keep him around for a while? I'd like to, but all the stuff I thought, I mean, they've done so much in this one half season that could have been spread out. I mean, just the, the whole I'm building an army thing. You know, it's just all of a sudden, boom, we're done with it. Yeah. Well, and now there's the mad scramble to get Daisy back so you can continue building your army because she's got the blood. Or to get Or Phil. to get Coulson. 
that's where we could end, Ben. We could end with Phil captured and a cliffhanger for next season. Maybe, but things have moved so fast that things I thought were they were going to take episodes and episodes to do are happening in one episode. You know, we Two haven't. Two episodes, three episodes. We haven't had a season end yet in a cliffhanger on this show. No, and I appreciate that. Me too, but I hope they don't decide to change their tune. Well, the one thing that gives me a little more confidence, though, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for a season four. Yes. So that's okay. You know, if they end on a cliffhanger, we are getting another season unless something really weird happens. I just really hope they don't smallville us. I hope we don't end with Lana in the car being sucked up in a tornado. Screen cuts to black and then you're stuck all summer wondering what happens to Lana. You didn't know what was going to happen to her? Well, obviously she's going to get saved, but how, Ben? How? Well, Clark is going to use his superpowers. What superpowers? And somehow he can't fly. Not in season she's one. going to be knocked unconscious <sighs> before she sees him do it. Like, we even I, I knew this. I knew this. The, the, one minute after I saw that was the cliffhanger, I knew that's what was going to happen. In the comics, Lana knows his secret. She could have figured it out. Could have been the basis for season two. We didn't know. I hope this doesn't happen here. Well, spoilers. It happened the way I thought it was going to happen. Okay, well. Yeah. I'll just see you right next episode, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we will. We will. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. Are you team Evan? Who thinks it's going to be Mac or Daisy? Or are you team Ben who thinks it's going to be anybody else <laughs> except for Coulson, Fitz, or Simmons? Because, I mean, yes, truthfully, they are setting up that relationship with Mac and Elena. It is exactly the kind of thing you would expect someone in serialized television to do. Set it up for them, one of them, to die. But I, I'm putting my faith in, in our writers. It's going to be okay. I'm putting a different sort of faith in our writers. The faith that is no faith at all. The faith that they don't have faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for to completely move to, selfish reasons. I think it's time to move to our field reports. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Shield field report. All right. So we have a couple. Let's, let's see. Do you want to do website comments first? Do you want to do email comments first or do you want to do voicemail comments first let's do the voicemails all right so let's do the voicemails and i these are coming in no particular order uh mainly because i didn't have them marked correctly so i'm just gonna play them and we're gonna listen to them and then we're gonna talk about them so here's the first one from somebody that is somebody Agents, agents, agents. Agent Daniel here. Finally having seen Singularity. Some interesting stuff going on here. A lot of it about family. You know, Daisy seems to believe that her drug addiction has led her to find a family. Because she totally feels connected to all of them. Because, as I keep saying, they're one organism. So she's really not her anymore. She's part of a thing. Biologically. So, yeah, she's part of a family, a little bit forced, but she's there. 
And I guess Shield's her friend. So I think she legitimately believes she's trying to save someone, trying to save them. Now, let's remember, she knows the death can't be avoided. Can't happen. But here she is, trying to keep somebody from going into the space shuttle. Hmm. But for me, maybe the most heart-wrenching moment, go back to Phil. Because Phil also identifies with the fact that, you know, she needs a family. And she may not see him as dad, or pseudo-dad, or occasional dad. But he definitely, definitely, definitely sees Daisy as being his daughter. And so, yeah, he's not rational to the point where he'll make decisions for Daisy who was never able to make for Andrew. No, he's going to save her. Andrew, no. But Daisy, yeah. So it's a hot mess of emotions. Thinking about this family stuff. And really, for me, that was the best stuff out of the episodes. I mean, I mean uh, the hookups, but, you know, hey, that ship has officially sailed now, I guess. But, yeah... And just remember, my muscles are made of me, too. That voice sounded like somebody that I used to know. But, okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so some deep thoughts from Daniel about family. And yeah, I, I agree. I mean, this this whole family thing is something Daniel and I talked about a lot in the past. and. As much as they talk about it here and deny it, she's not your daughter. She is. Yep. And I, like I said, I like that they hung a lampshade on that finally. All right. Voicemail number two from Agent somebody else. Hey, uh, agents and well-wishers and daredevils and Jessica Jonesians. Uh, Stuart from the UP. Just calling to, uh, to, to say a few words before, um, to, to let you know where I caught up on. I, uh, I did some binge watching of Shield, got all the way caught up. Yeah, the line about, uh, uh, billionaires can build suits and militaries can make, make super soldiers and they're gonna have a war. Yeah, that was a little cheesy, but you know what? Loved it. Loved it. Now, if we could just get some love back from the uh, movies, back to the TV series, we might do a little bit of work. That might be nice. Anyway, uh, haven't really listened to all of your episodes yet, so wanting to catch up on that, we'll do that tomorrow. Um, but just, you know, looking forward to Civil War, see how that's going to go. Uh, we get tickets for that on Sunday. That's going to be nice. So I will uh, we'll update then. Uh, hope the movie was awesome for you guys, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, and yes, it was. The, <laughs> the, the movie, movie was awesome. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, didn't you like it? Ah, <laughs> mm, uh, Ben. Maybe that could be a... our post credit. Could be, could be. Although I did send people to strangersandaliens.com slash civil war if they wanted to hear you and I with our initial reactions, and we might yes. do we, 80, 90% 
certain that we'll do an, another episode about it on Strangers and Aliens, which is why I didn't have you join me over here at Welcome to Level 7. It's understandable. So. I'm a warm rubbish of emotions about this movie, Ben, and I'm uh, anxious to talk about it. Well, another time, I guess. Another, another time. Place. All right, here comes our final voicemail for this episode from Agent Yet Somebody Else. Greetings, fellow agents. This is Agent Brian. I just finished listening to the latest episode, um, <clears throat> and I'm sure you've been abused already by this, but I can't believe you didn't talk about the splinter bomb that Mac used on the Cree. You just went right over that. But uh, you guys have a great show, and I'm sure with everything going on, different people coming in, you're not going to hit everything, but that was kind of important. Anyway, you guys are doing a great job, and, uh, and and keep it up. Haven't seen Civil War yet, going tomorrow, so maybe I'll uh, call back and give my my uh, update on that. Have a good one, guys. Bye. I really do hope you call back, because I would like to hear what you have thought about Civil War. Um, as for the splinter bomb, um, that's a good call back. Hey, I hope you call back, and the splinter bomb is a good call back. <laughs> Listen to me with my wordplay. Wow, professional yes. writer. Yes, indeed, indeed he do. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a cool callback. But I was more taken away by just what was going on in the moment. I mean, we had Cree, we had Inhumans, we had Daisy fighting Mac. I mean, there. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm with Ben on this one. There was just a lot going on. A lot going on. This, this season is moving so fast. Now, it was a slick move for him to just throw that splinter bomb and get rid of that Kree so they can't use its blood. Very slick. Dude knew what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Had a backup plan. He knew what he was doing. Mac, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Not for much longer. He knows what he was doing. <laughs> All right. So now, uh, emails or website comments? You decide. Let's, let's do the website comments. All right. I had the emails up, but we can quickly go over to website comments. <laughs> let's see here. We don't read these a lot, um, but I am going to read a couple of these here. Uh, most of them, no, all of them. No, some of them. <laughs> well, one of them is from Agent Michael. Uh, and he is talking about Paradise Lost. And okay. So his his message here, and this kind of gets, well, I'll, I'll just read it. He says, so are we to gather that the future is indeed malleable? Did Malik's vision and determination not to be cowardly in front of his daughter lead to a change in the future that the vision showed him? Did the vision show a future, show a picture of a future not yet achieved? Are the visions fallible? Are they a picture of what might come? Are they perhaps self-fulfilling? My guess is that, okay, and, and this did happen. Malik will die the way he saw, just misinterpreted when with the when of his death, which to me is less satisfactory. After all, if the future is not set in stone, might Daisy Quake's vision be flawed? Not a death sentence for a fellow age, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but a warning? Also, I'm going to go out on a long, frail limb here. From the beginning, we have talked about how Ward would really need an outrageous act of contrition in order to find redemption in a satisfactory way, right? 
Well, if Hive does get taken over or let inner personalities take charge, might Ward do something to sacrifice himself for his one-time friends? Isn't being part of Hive something that Grant Ward would find more desirable than destruction? We know that from the beginning he really wanted to be a hero. Well, he might get his chance after all. Mm. Okay, so could Ward find redemption in defeating Hive, even if it means his destruction? That's the one thing I really wanted to get into with this particular comment. The other thing I really wanted to get into with this particular comment is, might Daisy's vision be flawed? Not a death sentence for, say, someone like, I don't know, Agent Mac, but a warning? No. Because it's made pretty clear that the vision is always of somebody dying. Someone's going to die. Now, it might be it might not be the person that we see the sleeve of. It might not be a shield agent, but yeah, I think it is about misinterpretation. Not... It's, it's made clear, though, that someone's going to die. Yeah, because of the vision. Here's something else I've been thinking about with in regards to Hive, and that is who is the first person we meet? In the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Grant Ward. It is. That's meaningful. Mm. That's meaningful. And to have Grant Ward slash Brett Dalton's arc carry it to where it, it is right now. It's meaningful. It's accidentally meaningful. It is. Well, it's <laughs> accidentally meaningful in that they didn't start it with that in mind. Right. But it's retroactively meaningful because I think that the writers could be doing something with that. You know, we're going to keep him around because of that, that initial scene. But if he were to try and pull himself back out of the hive and, and do something to take over or cause hive to stumble or something there, there's a, that might be the, that might be the redemption we're looking for. So now this one is from Agent Mike. And uh, he's this is uh, commentary about Captain America Civil War. And he says, so glad to hear that others are saying something other than this is Avengers 2.5. The way more personal conflict plus plus the overall required to be selfish Steve Rogers must save his now only lifelong friend is what puts the official Captain America stamp on this offering. Thanks for that. Your mention of your endearment for the relationship that Clint and Black, Black Widow have, I share it. I would also encourage you to get a good listen to Joss Whedon's commentary on the Blu-ray of Age of Ultron, where he details some real magic inside the in Clint's farmhouse scene. That very candid commentary is worth the cost of the Blu-ray alone. And then he says, nice Ferris note at the end. Thanks. And I want to say thanks to you, Agent Mike. Thank you. Um, did you listen to that episode? Yes, you did because you disagreed with like everything I said, right? Uh, some things. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, but I, you didn't get to the end of it. Did you? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, um, Ferris is way past or way before your time. So I got to the, got to the feedback section of the episode. Okay. You wouldn't have gotten the ending anyway. Okay. A little young whippersnapper. Oh, I did. I did finish the episode. Yeah. So I guess I didn't get it. 
All right, emails now. This is another one from Agent Oliver. I said another one. It actually isn't. It's the first one for this episode, right? Yeah. Anyway, he says, hello, my friends. Last week I called in excited about the watchdogs and liked the idea of bringing in the scourge. Now Coulson has Cap's force field shield. I can't get enough of all the Cap callbacks. Are they going to incorporate the Iron Cap or Cap Wolf soon? <laughs> For the record, I'm excited about the first two, not so much the last two. I totally appreciate the weekly visits. Good thing I'm not much of a talker. Take care, Oliver. P.S. Ben. Oh, then he asked what conference I was at. No, I was not at that conference. Um, I was at a, a different conference for uh, for children's pastors. So, uh, anyway, uh, Iron Cap. Someone else mentioned Iron Cap in uh, feedback from last week from Civil War, actually. I think where they were talking about giving the Iron Cap uh, suit to uh, to Rhodey uh, to help him to walk. But Cap Wolf, do you, are you aware of Captain America, the werewolf? I have just become aware of that today. Really? When I'm watching a YouTube video. So, yes. Uh, I had forgotten about it. It was it, Captain America was something I was not interested in at the time that this was happening. And I think it's because this kind of thing is what was happening. They're trying to really work hard to make him relevant. But I was reminded of it recently when I was at a store and I saw a Captain America action figure. You know how they put in extra hands so mm. you can do different hand shapes and stuff like that. And then they'll give you even extra heads yep. so that you can have someone with, you know, uh, a hood or or something like that, where it's not an easy accessory to just snap onto the character. It had a wolf's head. <laughs> it had a wolf's head. It was an extra head. It was not the head that was actually on the Captain America figure but right oh man it's great stuff oh yeah uh, oliver i'm curious what you think about the uh the wrap-up of the watchdog thing here we didn't talk about it much but it is kind of that fitting end for bad people you know it, like they did with the uh senator character in in the first x-men movie where turned him into a mutant the thing that he hated the most Yep. And then gave them a really, really horrible, horrible death. Oh, those poor guys. Well, yeah. Maybe they're not all dead. <laughs> Just the ones that got their neck snapped. We know yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, those ones, those ones are done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Agent Steve sent in a message with the subject line, Beeping Bomb. Mm. Greetings, Agents Ben, Daniel, and Evan. Just listen to your episode on The Singularity. And I've been listening since you were covering MCU movies before the series premiere. Regarding my subject line, Ben, you told aspiring villains not to make their bombs with audible countdowns. First, don't give villains advice for better villaining. They're bad guys. <laughs> don't help them. <laughs> However, my second point is that chances are Daisy set the bomb, and since she said she doesn't want to kill them, she would give them a warning to get uh -huh. out before it goes off. Mm. Regardless, thanks for a great show about a great show. Keep up the good work and stop helping bad guys, really. So I stand officially. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm I'm chastised. Chastised. That's a good word. Yeah. Yep. You, ben, as you know from today, I'm not very good at coming up with words that mean things. Yeah. All right. 
And then finally, from Agent Jeff, subject Cap and the penultimate episode. Hey, Ben, and maybe Daniel or Evan. <laughs> I was pretty disappointed with the conclusion of the Emancipation episode. I enjoyed the fake out with Lincoln. His escaping to do something dumb is what I expected of him. I appreciated his level-headedness in going along with the plan and was very excited when I figured out that Lash was on the Quinjet. Quint, Quinjet. 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 I was pumped when Lash attacked Hive and was able to fend off his attack, but then he stopped to remove the parasite from Daisy. This seemed interesting as well. Maybe there was still some Andrew directing Lash, but then he got ghost ridered. I... <laughs> <laughs> I yelled out in dismay at my TV. All of the drama with Lash slash Andrew from the rest of the season dissipated instantly for me. I felt betrayed by the emotions I had invested earlier this year and was angry that there seemed to be no significance. The predestination notion that Lash was there to save Daisy seems cheap. I'm waiting to see what happens next week, but they'll have to do something pretty awesome to make for up for rushing the end of the Lash arc changing gears wait let's not change gears yet let's stick here for just a moment and you know i feel like this is a satisfying end to lash's story arc i don't but i agree that it is way too fast way way too fast and i wish that they had done something similar the epic battle we were talking about sure whatever but i wish they had done something similar but taking some more time for us to actually see him choosing to do this because of the surprise. We didn't see anything of the conversation that may would have had with him. We missed that. We needed yep. that. That's yep. what was missing. Well, they had a good conversation the last time he was Andrew for the last time. Yeah, they did. They did. But I guess the question I have is, you know, I gave that Daniel analogy of the pointed gun um, being the the back end of the Quinjet. But was it his choice? Or was it just they put him there and he just did what he was made to do? And it could be both. I mean, like it's like the Hulk. Well, it could be both. But we'll never know. Yeah. Unless they give us a flashback next next episode, which they could actually. But yeah, that's that's what I feel like I'm missing here. And I don't know if that's what you're feeling, Jeff. But that's you just made me realize why why it was kind of satisfying, but only when you squint and think about what else was going on for that shock moment to happen. So, ready to change gears? Yes. Then let's change gears to Agent Jeff saying, "I loved Civil War." I enjoyed the globe-trotting aspect and settings in Berlin, Vienna, and Bucharest. Ant-Man and Spider-Man brought some fun to the proceedings. Black Panther is going to be a great character moving forward. I agree with Ben when it comes to the end. The smaller fight was a great way to show the rift between Tony and Steve. Did they say in the movie that Wanda is a teenager? I thought I picked up on that. It makes the flirtation with Vision sort of weird. But I do love the Vision in casual wear. (laughs) Very sharp. I also want to know what's going to happen to the Scott and Clint moving forward. Are they going to be permanently estranged from their families because they're fugitives? The next movie might answer. The next movie that might answer that is Ant-Man and Wasp. Thanks for doing what you do, Jeff. Jeff, I actually agree with everything you said about Civil War there. So 
the next movie, Ant-Man and Wasp, it'd be a great movie to have, you know, a little, little more Hawkeye in there. See, yeah. I don't want Hawkeye to get his own movie. I love Hawkeye showing up in these other movies. Yeah, he's everybody's buddy. Yeah. You know what I need to see in the next Ant-Man movie? What? They better bring back that ant that got turned into a dog ant. <laughs> I want to see him. He should be around, running around the lab or something. Yeah. And uh, Wanda, okay, I understand what you're saying about if she's a teenager, that's weird. And I do think they said something mentioning that she was young. But you got to keep in mind, Vision, he's only, what, three months old now? You beat me to it. I'm going to stand up and pump my fist right now the way you uh, did in your living room when you found out Mac was going to die. I was right there, Ben. You just spoke first. (laughs) Victory is snatched away. Mm Hmm. So next episode is a two-hour episode. It's actually two. It's episodes 21 and 22. But I'm calling it our uh, season-end TV movie. And Evan will probably be watching at the same time in the same room. And I'm going to shake my head disapprovingly if Mac dies and you stand up and pump your fists because you were right about that. I promise a disapproving shake. Promise. I will just continue to pump my fists in the air. And I will continue disapproving. I may spin around in a circle as well. In fact, I'm doing some preemptive disapproving right now. I am shaking my head just in thinking about the possibility. And if it's not Mac, I will be standing up (laughs) and pumping my (laughs) fist. Although I say that, and what if it's Coulson? I would not be standing (laughs) up and pumping my fist. See, I'm not so petty that I have to be right at the cost of losing someone dear to me. I see. I see. Well, if... If I'm not correct and you do end up doing the fist pumping, I'm going to be conveniently using the restroom. Or trying to find cookies in my kitchen or something. Huh? Oh, or that too because yeah. there were there was cookies last time. They were. My kids made them. My, it's good. Yeah. It's very good. All right. Well, I think we're done here. Okay. I think we're done. Excited for next week, the TV movie. <laughs> I am too. I am too. So thank you for listening, everyone. And I really, I appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten looking forward to the feedback for next episode. We'll see. um, We'll be recording in more real time. Um, There was some things, health things, work things, movie things that got in the way of getting this episode out on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. But it's Thursday. That's close enough, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you were listening, you'd be okay with that, right? Say yes, Evan. Absolutely. All right. Good. Thank you. Um, so beyond that, now I just have to say, you know, Evan. Yes. Um, so you're a listener, and and now you've experienced as, as a co-host, mm-hmm. just the way I, I just can't remember the different episode segment titles, the yeah, field report, the mission report, the intelligence report, and you know, all the stuff for daredevil and, and all the stuff for Jessica Jones. I just can't remember it. And you know, Evan, it just, 
I just wonder sometimes, I just wonder, who in Tarnation names these things? Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one 55 level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls. You can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. So, Evan, uh, you don't really need to do a post-credit since the stuff we were saving for post-credit we've already done. Yeah. So I guess this post-credit is just going to be us talking about how we don't need to do a post-credit. I guess so. I mean, I could try to find a flashlight or something that has a Spider-Man face on it and maybe shine it on the ceiling. That would be an interesting post-credit, right? That was cute. Yeah. I will say this. Your show got renewed. It did, Ben. On the day we find out Agent Carter was not renewed. It switched also find channels, out that too. Supergirl was renewed. Yes, and it switched channels. <sighs> now it's on CW. So, I mean, in some ways, that's a good thing, because we could get some more cross-pollination between uh, universes with Arrow and Flash in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, and in some ways, doesn't matter at all to me. Well, Ben, but you just need to you just need to watch the show. <sighs> we got a whole episode on this over in Strangers and Aliens, everybody. So you should go and listen to yeah, it. Yeah. And it's it's all just me giving giving you the scoop on Supergirl and how you should watch it. Well, it's yep. been renewed, and Agent Carter was not. That doesn't so, make me sad there's because. That. I would rank Agent Carter as a better television show than Supergirl. But again, different. Yes. Different, different. But I don't know. It seems to be it seems to me that it's more well put together just on a technical level than than Agents of Shield or Supergirl or the CW shows. Well. I could be wrong. I'm not a professional. You could be wrong. But you got your show for another year with that. Yes. Yeah. Very happy. Very happy about that. So there's our post credit. <laughs> Yay. Hooray, Supergirl. <laughs> so much to do with Marvel. At least we didn't talk about Power Rangers. I'm going to stop recording right now. <laughs>